to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. All right, did you bring your Bible this morning? Good. We're going to go a completely different way than we were going to go because of what took place so far this morning. So I think we're flowing in that direction. Go to John chapter 1. There is uh, something better than getting sick and having God heal you, and that is to not get sick. How many of you know that? <laughs> so we want to grow into a place to where we're basically in a position where we understand that what God gave us belongs to us, and we can resist it before it gets into our lives, even though the attacks will come. How many of you know that? But we can keep it out of our life to begin with, then we basically don't need a miracle or a healing because we're already healed. And when you're healed, you usually don't need a miracle. When your finances are good, you don't need a financial miracle. How many of you know that? So what we're doing is we're growing slowly into a place to where we understand the Word of God as the Word of God is written, not as we have been taught or we thought with our natural soul and our natural mind. So in John chapter 1, we glanced at this last week. Look at verse 12. It says, But as many as received him, talking about Christ, to them gave he power, the word there is authority, authority to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. When you got born again, first of all, you received a hymn. Say, I received a hymn. How many know that's better than just salvation? He lives on the inside of us, and now he gave us authority to grow up to be a son of God. So in other words, when you were born into the kingdom of God, and you must be born again, how many of you know that? I don't care what religion you belong to. I don't care what denomination you came out of. You must be born again. That is in Jesus' words, praise God. So you need to be born again. So here it talks about growing up. Authority is the right to choose. It is the ability to receive. It is the way to live like a son of God. So we can live like a son of God after we get born again. All right, go to Acts chapter 26. Acts chapter 26, start in verse 15. Jesus was speaking to Paul here, and he said, But arise, stand upon your feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose. How many of you know we have a purpose? Yeah. Notice, to make thee a minister and a witness both of these things which thou hast seen, and of those things in which I will appear unto thee, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light, and from the power or the authority of Satan unto the authority of God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Now this was just not Paul's purpose. This is all our purpose. How many of you know that? We have the ability to open people's eyes up spiritually to see spiritual things rather than the natural things. How many know that takes a while sometimes? But we're doing that. What are we doing? We're taking them from the authority of Satan, which everybody was under when they got born into this world, and we're going to remove that authority that Satan has over them and put them under the authority of God, which they have in their lives. 
So notice, we want to open their spiritual eyes to those things and move them from darkness. The word darkness here means ignorance. Say ignorance. How many of you know when you were born again, you were ignorant? It's funny, I talk to people all the time and they'll say, what are you teaching on? I'll say, I'll teach it on the kingdom of God. And they'll say, oh, I've already studied that. I know everything about it. I'm thinking, you've got to be the most ignorant person I've ever seen in my entire life. I've been studying it for five years and I still don't know nothing. But everybody's got a kingdom of God figured out. So that's why we want to continue to preach on the kingdom because it's a different mindset than we've been operating in up to this point. So we want to remove the darkness or the ignorance and we want to move them into the light, which is understanding of kingdom principles. How do we bring the light? Well, the entrance of his word brings... So it's going to come through the Word of God. It's not going to come through people's opinions. It's not going to come through the denomination that thinks they know what's going on. If it's not lined up with the Word of God, it's not going to help you, and it's not light. It's going to keep you in darkness, only take you in a different direction of darkness. I mean, if, if, if the lights are off, it's dark in the living room, and it's still dark in the bedroom. Just because you enter the bedroom and say, oh my God, this is a lot better. No, it's still dark. You've just been read in the wrong direction again, basically. So we basically want to be able to bring people into the light. The Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. So when we were born again, we still thought different. We still thought different ways. We were disobedient before that. We followed the ways of the devil. We followed the ways of the world. So now God is changing the way that we are thinking about things. And how many know that change takes time sometimes? It takes you time to figure out that you're a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. It takes time to know that you've been raised and seated in heavenly places far above all principality, power, might, and dominion. It takes you time to know that you are a legitimate son of the living God. It takes time to understand that you have an anointing of God that was given to you by the power of the Holy Spirit. It takes time to understand that you have the authority over all the power of the enemy and nothing by any means can ever hurt you. All that is a mind change from where you were. Before you were born again, you never got up in the morning and said, thank God I've got power over the enemy this morning. You were too busy serving the enemy to have power over him. But now you got born again and there's a way of thinking. But notice what the main thing is here. Look at verse 18. We want to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light from the power of Satan under the power of God that they may receive forgiveness. How many of you receive forgiveness of your sins? All right, now look at the next step is and inheritance among them which are sanctified. Say inheritance. So this tells me something. Not only was I forgiven sins, I came to the kingdom of God, but at that time I received an inheritance and that inheritance came from God himself now here's a hurdle in my life I jumped a lot of little hurdles how many of you grow here you learn a little bit more you grow there you go there there's a giant hurdle that you got to get over if you're gonna be a kingdom citizen it's a big one and that hurdle is to get is not the same as to receive to get something is not the same as receiving something here it says that you receive an inheritance, not get an inheritance. Because if you're getting something, you don't have it yet, and you're still trying to get it. But if you receive it, I've already... Man, this is a giant hurdle. People fall over it all the time, and everybody claims they know it until something hits their life. And they're laying on the turf underneath that thing they tried to jump over because they found out they didn't know it or not. So we have received. We're not going to get an inheritance. We have received an inheritance. So I receive my inheritance. I mean, if you had a relative one time and they died and they left you $10,000, you didn't spend all your life trying to get that inheritance. Brother, you were there the next day. You had that will in your hand and you had the yellow underline of this belongs to me, praise God, and that 10 grand, and you received that 10 grand and you never had to try to get that 10 grand again because you already received that 10 grand and you got that through an inheritance. All right, go to Ephesians chapter 1.
All right, Ephesians chapter 1, just look at verse 11, talking about Christ, and in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated under the purpose of him who works all things after the counsel of his own will. Now notice what it doesn't say. In whom we are trying to get an inheritance. In whom we are praying to God to receive an inheritance. In whom we are hoping to have an inheritance. It says in whom we have obtained already an inheritance. Now, great, God left me an inheritance. When do I get that inheritance? Well, religion told me that when I die, I go to heaven and I get my inheritance of peace and joy and healing and love and all this. But in the earth realm, how much, how many, how many think I'm going to get a whole lot when I die for an inheritance? I ain't going to get nothing. That isn't the way it works. You get your inheritance when someone else dies and leaves you that inheritance. Now, Jesus has already died, as far as I know, according to the Bible, 2,000 years ago. That means that inheritance has been available to his people for over 2,000 years because he is the one that died. The only difference between him and everybody else was he was raised from the dead. Now he's probating his own will. Think about that. I ain't going to come back and probate my will, but boy, he came back and probated. said, this is what I gave him, 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 that's what I gave him, this is what I gave him. Why? Because he died and he left us an inheritance. So your inheritance is not in heaven. It's not when you die and go to heaven. It's not when you leave this earth. Your inheritance is right now, the day you've been born into the kingdom of God, because with the kingdom of God came everything that you will ever need with an inheritance that was given to you. That's why you got heaven. You're born in the kingdom of God. Heaven's part of your inheritance. Peace is part of your inheritance. Healing is part of your inheritance. Joy is part of your inheritance. Now, as long as you have the, I've received my inheritance, then I've got my inheritance. But when the attack comes, if you're pushed back over the jumping thing into, I need to get, God wants you to get a pain. Oh, God, I need healing. You need to heal me. Why does he need to heal you? Because you think you're sick. You lost your inheritance. See, the devil comes to steal. How can he steal something you don't own? How can he steal something you don't have? No, you've got this inheritance. He couldn't do nothing about that. You got born again. All these things belong to So he's got to come talk you out of these things. He's got to steal your peace. He's got to come after your joy. He's got to come after your health. He's got to come after your moolah. Why is that? To get you into a place where you think you've got to get something back that already belongs to you. So now I'm trying to get it, ain't I? I'm try- oh, I don't know why God don't heal me. Oh, God, I don't know why you don't heal me. Oh, no. And God says, you already got that. It's part of your inheritance. It belongs to you. So until you're pulled over into the back in the receiving thought life, where these things are mine and they belong to me, you're going to have a hard time standing. You're going to be trying to get something again. Are you following this? And this is all, it's up here. It's a revelation that you've got to get because how many of you know in this world, things are going to come against us? And when they come against us, what are you going to do? I'll tell you what you're going to do. You're going to go to your inheritance, to your will. You're going to find out exactly what that will says you got. And you are going to stand right on what the will says you have, period. And when somebody asks you how you're doing, you tell them what the will says. When somebody says you don't look that way, you tell them what the will says. Why? Because it's inheritance. It already belongs to us. But how many all the natural realm tells you it's not yours? Your body tells it's not yours. The world tells you it's not yours. Your friends will tell you. Your spouse might not even tell you it's yours, depending on where they're thinking. See? Once we receive the fact, and I received the fact that Cash was healed, still in the hospital, still in the same situation, still getting the same doctor's report, but I had a word of God. 
And that word of God said, if I prayed according to his will, he heard me. And if he heard me, then I have the petitions that I asked for. So I have the petitions, and that was over with. It was a, there was a time and a day when I said, that's it. That's in my will. And that, well, the doctor said this. Well, here's what my will says right here. Praise God. My will says he's heard me, and he's got a purpose. And why would God bring him into the world with a purpose and then let him die before he gets a chance to do his purpose? That's ridiculous. So I said, God, you've got a problem. Because I got your will. And I got your word. And this word says, praise God, that he's healed and delivered and he's got a purpose in this life, praise God. And I'll tell you right now, I told Becky the other day, God spoke to me. I've got notes, I mean, dear Jesus, I've got notes for any kind of thing you want in my bedroom. And I know where they're going to go, they're going to go to cash. Yeah. <laughs> I want to give him them notes and let him eat them notes and see them notes and read them notes. And at the age of six, he'll be casting out devils, healing the sick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It's going to get ugly. Praise God. I'm telling you right now, it's going to get ugly. But we have an inheritance. Do you understand? You have an inheritance. Don't let him come along and steal your peace with something stupid. Come along and say, that. well, everybody gets mad at that. Well, I'm not everybody because I've got an inheritance here and I've got an inheritance of peace that belongs to me. Notice, you have obtained an inheritance when? Tomorrow? When you die and go to heaven? No, now. The day you got born again, you got an inheritance from Jesus Christ. And that inheritance is just about anything that you will ever need in your life. All right, go to Galatians chapter 4. Okay, now this will explain to us in Galatians 4 why people who are born again don't live in this. Verse 1, now I say that the heir, say that's me, as long as he is a child differs nothing from a servant or a slave, though he be Lord of all, but he's under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the Father, even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of time come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that they might get, receive, ain't it? Receive. Well, I'm trying to get to become a son. No, you receive your sonship. You don't perform to become a son. You don't do a bunch of nice things and become a son. You simply receive the fact that you've been made a son. That's how you grew up to be a son. And what does a son do? Well, the Bible says as many as the son of all led by the son of God, or all many as are led by the son of God. Well, then are you led by God? Yes. Why? I'm a son of God. Why are you a son of God? Because I believe I'm a son of God. Well, I'm going to wait to be led. Then I'll be a son. Well, you'd be waiting 50 years, still waiting to be led, because you don't believe you're going to be led until you're a son, and you're already a son. So you don't take advantage of it. We, you see, the devil's good at putting things out in front of you. So is religion. Religion's good at postponing things to the future. It gives you hope, but it don't give you any victory. Oh, God's going to heal you someday. Oh, I'm so glad. Go back to church. God's going to heal you someday. Oh, I'm so glad. 20 years later, I'm so glad. And about 30 years later, I'm so sad. <laughs> See, they want to keep it out in front of you. They want to keep your peace out here. They want to keep your joy out here. They want to keep your victory out here. Oh, when we all get to heaven. When we all get to heaven. Oh, praise the Lord. Peace and joy. No more tears. No, now's your day for no more tears. Now's your day for victory. Now's your day for peace and joy. And it didn't come to you because you were such a good person. Because you came to TCVC, not only on Sunday, but also Wednesday. So God said, oh, kst, i got to help them. Kst. No, no, no. It's an inheritance that was given to you freely 
by Jesus Christ because he loves you. So I don't, I don't have to worry whether I had a good day or a bad day. I still got an inheritance. I mean, you know, if you inherit $10,000 and before you get it, you don't feel good that day. Let me tell you what, you still got ten grand, brother. I don't care if they've got to scrape you up off the bed, drag you down there in an ambulance. You still get your ten grand. It don't matter what you feel like because it's an inheritance spiritually that was given to you. The Bible says we've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Not part, so we've got to pick and choose. Every spiritual blessing there is already belongs to us because we now have an inheritance with him. Notice what it says, verse 7. Wherefore we are no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then we are a Heir of God through Christ Jesus. Praise God. So not only am I born again and I'm a son of the living God, but I'm an heir. And I'm an heir. I'm an heir. When can you collect when somebody dies? Who's got to die? Jesus. Did he? Yes. And most people are waiting for him to come back and do it again. See, healing's been provided for you. Oh, Lord, heal me. And Jesus says, I ain't going back to that cross again. I did that once. That's enough for any person. If you've got to have me do it again, you're in trouble. I don't want to do that again. I've already provided for it. So I'm going to take my healing. I'm going to find out what's in my text here, and I'm going to take it, and I'm going to live in that, praise God. I'm not going to try to get things from God that already belong to me. 90% of my prayer life for the first five years of my life was praying for things I already had. Lord, give me faith. Lord, give me peace. Lord, give me love. Lord, give me joy. Lord, give me... Then I started reading the Bible, and it says the love of God has been shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. Well, that's a stupid prayer. Give me the anointing. The Bible says you have an anointing. Well, that's a dumb prayer. So I'm praying for these things. And you know what I wanted to do? I wanted some natural evidence to prove a spiritual truth for me to believe it. <laughs> That's good, ain't it? That's what it is. When I see it work, when I see it work, then I'll know it's true. No, believe it's true, and you'll see it work. So you know you started working in my life. Why? I believed I was anointed. People say, I read the Bible. I don't get anything out of it. I read the Bible. I get everything out of it. I'm just adding my notes, praise God. I renote my notes. Why? Because you grow from one level to another level. What you believed and taught three years ago, you don't stay there and go back to it. You go back to it, but you add to it because you're spiritually smarter than you were before and your eyes have been open to things. So praise God, here it is. We've got an inheritance with Him. We're not children. We're not going to try to get healed. We're not going to try to get blessed. We're not going to try to get these things. We're going to jump that last hurdle and find out that they belong to us, praise God. Peace and joy are our mind, glory to God. And how are you going to find that out? You're going to read the will. So you've got to read the will. You've got to know what the will says. I mean, in the natural realm, come on. If your rich grandma died and you were the only person to get anything and they handed you the will, you'd spend all day long memorizing that thing. I ain't got time to read the Bible. Would judge you say, I know she's a millionaire, but I'm broken. I ain't got time to read the will. No, baby. You'd have it memorized. You'd have it highlighted. You'd have it underlined. You'd have it. Come on. But yet this thing here, we don't believe it's the will. But it is. It's the will of God. It's the will and testament. The best thing about the will of God is not only is his will, but he wrote it down. So you don't have to wonder what he was thinking. He's already written down what he was thinking. So you don't have to guess what he was thinking. Well, you never know what God's thinking. Well, read the book. God, he wrote it all down for you. It's already in there what he wants you to do. Here he says, I want you to be a son. I want you to be born again. And I want you to receive your inheritance. So we're not trying to get it. We've already got it, don't we? Praise God. Why, why thank God? Because you already got something. And here's the difference. When you believe you've got your inheritance, you thank him because you have it. If you don't believe you have it, you thank him to try to get it. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm sick, so I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Can you hear me? Thank you, Jesus. Can you hear me? Thank 
Thank you. That's 5,642 thank yous. Didn't you hear me yet? Because see what I mean? You're trying to get it by doing something. The blood don't need any help. Blood don't need any help. You certainly don't need your help. So it's already been provided. But we want to help because in our minds we still don't have, you see. We've not made the transformation yet. And this is not a one-day thing. This takes time. Because you'll find yourself saying things and retracting things. Because you'll say things that make you sound like you're trying to get something that you've already got. Like Luann was up here a second ago. What did she say? I just need to get some patience. No, I've already got patience. What happened? What happened? There's some renewing going on there, isn't there? She could have said that two years ago and thought she did right. You just got to give me some patience. My God, I've already got patience. I just got to have him help me use the thing. Why? Because transformation's going on in there. See, there's a battle going on. It's a major battle, and it's right here. It's like the north and the south. East and the west. <laughs> because that's the way we thought. That's the way we were brought up. That's the way we did things. We prayed. We, we prayed for things and this and that. And when God do it, we don't know we prayed though. So I felt good because I prayed. So everything is going good to me. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right, go to Romans chapter 8. I can hear some of your brains refunctioning right now. All right, Romans chapter 8, look at verse 16. It says, The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we also may be glorified together. So here it says, if you're born again, how many of you are born again? Then it says here, you have an inheritance, and you are joint heirs, say joint heirs, now notice, in the natural, if my parents die and they leave me $15 and there's three of us, we each get five. Because we're co-heirs. But God doesn't do the co-heir thing. He does the joint heir thing. That means if somebody dies and it's $15, we all get $15 somehow. It's a miracle. <laughs> and that's the way God works. The peace that I inherited is the same peace you inherited. The joy that I inherited is the same joy. The anointing is the same thing. The authority is the same thing. The power is the same thing. We all inherit. We don't have to divide it up. I don't have 90% authority and you got 1%. We've got the whole thing, but it's the revelation of what we got that changes the way that we operate that works in our life. So we're joint heirs with Christ Jesus, praise God. Joint heirs. Amen. Hallelujah. Now it's important if we're going to be joint heirs, it's very important to find out what he inherited, isn't it? All right, go to Hebrews chapter 1. All right, Hebrews chapter 1. Look at verse 1. God, who at sundry times and diverse manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world. So Jesus is an heir. He's an heir of what? I'm a joint heir, so I'm an heir of That's pretty good, ain't it? That's pretty good inheritance. It's going to be hard to beat that. It's going to be hard for your grandmother to give you more than Jesus gave you, praise God. 
Notice, we are the heir of all things. So all spiritual things, all natural things that we need have already been given to us. We're not co-heirs, thank God. We are joint heirs. So, so what's our problem? The problem is you will only receive what you're taught. You'll try to get what they tell you you need to get. And you'll not receive at all what they tell you doesn't belong to you and shouldn't be for you. In other words, if you grew up in a church that taught you tongues was of the devil, how many know you believe tongues is of the devil? When you hear somebody speaking in tongues, you think they're of the and somebody starts talking about tongues being of God, and you just freak out because you've been taught they're of the... So you're not going to receive the inheritance of praying in the Holy Ghost, are you? Is it available? But you're not going to receive it, are you? But can you do it? But no, you can't receive it, can you? Because you've been taught something different. So what you were taught, people say, well, God's got all the power. He's got everything. We're just weak. So your whole life, you're going to be weak. Somebody needs healing. You're not going to do anything. Why? You're weak. Praise God's got all the power. God. No, and the Bible says you have an anointing. So it depends what you were taught is what you are going to belief. See, see, culture's got a lot to do with this. Wherever you were raised, wherever you were brought up, that's what you believe because everybody in that little section there believed that. And then you want to start going with somebody else who's was raised in the deep south and talk different even than you do, but were brought up different than you were. And now you're trying to get together with two different cultures and this culture did it one way and this culture did it the other way. And the two cultures start to clash because both cultures are assured they're right. Come on. And there's religious cultures. You come out of this denomination, you come out of this church, you believe this, you believe that, do you believe that? All we want to believe here is the Bible. You know, write them down, check out the scriptures, make sure I'm not lying to you. Check me up. Make sure. Make sure. Praise God out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. Let every word be established. If something goes over your head, just wait. You'll catch up to it. See, there's a lot of things I heard five years ago that I didn't believe, and now I believe it because I finally figured out it was right. But at that time, that guy was a heretic. I found out he was a heretic and knew more than I knew. See, we don't want to change. We don't want to make the adjustment. We want to stay in our little mold. God says he has all the power. My Bible says, my, my, my church taught me there's none righteous. No, not one. And then you get up and say, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. No, once they start throwing tomatoes. Why is that? Because they were taught different. They believe they're a sinner. They believe they're not righteous. So what are they going to do? They're going to try to get righteousness. And they're going to do the best they can to do it. They're going to be everything they can, but they're never going to arrive because they need proof of their righteousness before they'll believe they're righteous, but they believe they're a sinner, so they're going to live like a sinner and never like they're righteous, so they'll never receive it because they never act righteous. So what do they do? 80 years in the church, trying to become righteous. Are you righteous? Just about there. God, I'd hope so. I'd hope so. You've been trying to get there for 80 years. But once again, it's not what we do, it's what he already did for us. And he gave us an inheritance, and that inheritance belongs to each and every one of us, praise God. Your prayer language is an inheritance. You're anointed, it's an inheritance. You're the righteousness of God in Christ. Like it or not, it's your inheritance. But it's up to you whether you're going to receive it, try to get it, or completely deny it and ignore it. Because you were taught something different for so long, it's hard to break out of that. It's hard to break out of, I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner. And all once somebody tries to tell you, you're righteous, you're righteous. Because there's a big difference between sinner and righteous. It's not a small step. There's a big difference between being sick and healed. Amen. Between peace and worried. It's a big difference. And people argue with you about worry. You, you get into them with that. Yeah. Oh, God, they'll get mad at you. Because yeah. they've got a right to worry. 
I've got a right to worry. I've got a legal right to worry. Well, go right ahead, but you don't have to according to the Bible. You can cast all your care upon him. You can not be troubled in your heart about anything. But if you want to worry, go right ahead and worry. But you're going to die someday, go up to heaven, and find out that you wasted a lot of time worrying when you didn't have to worry because you could have had peace the whole time. It's hard to minister to others when you're worried. You know that? Because you've got a big problem, and you ain't got time to mess with anybody else because you've got a big problem. We're falling apart in our family. Uh, we're getting a divorce. Our kids are leaving. Yeah, well, you ought to see my problem. Well, you don't even think, I don't think you've got one even. No, because you've worried it into a place that it doesn't belong to. See, you don't have to worry again. You don't have to be fearful again. You don't have to have another bad day. You just ought to cut bad days out. They should be gone. You should never have another bad day. Why? Why waste another day, praise God? Why not just have a good day every day, choose? To, and that's where our authority comes in. We have the right to choose. So I'm choosing good days. I'm choosing anointed. I'm choosing peace. I'm choosing joy. I'm choosing victory in every area of my life. I'm going to make that choice. Are you going to be challenged? Oh, yeah, praise God. But we've got the word of God that's going to get us through that, praise God. All right, go to Ephesians chapter 1. Right, Ephesians chapter 1, this is Paul's prayer, verse 17. It's a Holy Ghost prayer, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding would be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. So here's Paul praying a prayer. He's not praying that you get an inheritance. He's not praying that God would give you an inheritance. He's pray, praying that you get a clue of the inheritance that you've already got. And there's riches and glory in that inheritance. And notice what he says. Da, 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 da. What the riches of the glory of his inheritance. Say his inheritance. Well, people will say, see, that's his inheritance. That's his. Well, yeah, it's his. But he received all things. And I'm a joiner, so I received all things too. Everybody always wants to put themselves down for some reason. Don't want to receive anything from God. Yeah, it's his inheritance, but it's also mine because I'm a joint heir, praise God. So what's he trying to do? He's saying, I want to pray that you open your eyes. This is a lot like what Paul said at the beginning, remember? Turn them from darkness to light. Open the eyes of their understanding. So God is trying to get us to understand by the Spirit of God the inheritance that he gave us and the riches of the glory that's in that inheritance. Now, who decides where you stop with your inheritance? But we always thought God did, see? Well, they got blessed financially. God, I don't know why you don't bless me because I work at bingo and they don't even work at bingo, Barry Scott, and you do all these things. I mean, but it doesn't matter what you did. It matters how much you're going to receive. And it's all available to each and every one of us. So what you're receiving is entirely up to you, what you receive from your inheritance. And that's where it comes. Well, God heals one, doesn't heal another. No, he don't. One's smarter and one's stupider. Spiritually. Do you know what I mean? It's very simple. Praise God. It has nothing to do with God. He's already bought and paid for this stuff. It's not up to him whether he's going to or not going to. He already has. Now he's put you on the earth to control this earth and be authority. And if you want his help, simply agree with him. Take his contract to him. He'll get involved in the thing and you won't have any more problems in that area in your life. Praise God. So that's what we do. We learn the contract and we do it. So this was a prayer. All was provided by his death and it all belongs to us. All right. Go to Colossians chapter 1.
All right, Colossians chapter 1, let's look at verse 12. We are giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet, that word there is fit or able, to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Now, why are we giving him thanks? Well, because he has made us able to partake of the inheritance in the saints. So I'm going to thank him not to try to get my inheritance. I'm going to thank him because I already have an inheritance from him. So notice he's given us an inheritance. He's given us the ability to partake in the inheritance. He's given us the authority to choose to partake in the inheritance. So who's it up to whether we partake in the inheritance or not? Well, God just won't. No, you just won't. I wish God would. He already did. And you run into a child who doesn't understand this. And they say, I don't know why God don't heal me. I don't know why you don't bless me. I don't know why you don't. Why they're, they're always looking for God to do something else. And he's already given you all things in your inheritance. And they already believe you. they all belong to you. In Peter, it talks about he's given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. Well, there's nothing else there. So I get up behind the pulpit and I say, bless God. I'm just so happy I'm blessed today. And I'm healed and I'm prosperous. And somebody comes up afterward and says, sure you are because you're a pastor. Well, I'm not healed, blessed, and prosperous because I'm a pastor. I'm because I'm a son of God who has inherited what God gave me. Jesus. Like God's up there picking out people. Oh, blessed, not you. Healed, certainly not you. No, it's already been provided. It's in our receiving, not trying to get our receiving that gives it to us. And then you see somebody who's receiving and people get mad. There they go. They got healed. They got financially blessed. And I've been praying for that for 25 years and never got it. Yeah, well, they just accidentally walked into it, heard about it, and received it. Amen. You're still trying to get it. You're still working hard to try to get it. And they just simply received it. When you got born again, did you get it or did you simply receive it? See, now we want to go from receiving into the getting mode. Just want to shift modes. No, everything through God and by God is received. So people want to say, you got this because you're a pastor. It has nothing to do with it. You got this because you're a prophet. doesn't have anything to do with it. I know a lot of pastors and prophets out there that haven't got it. See? And it, it doesn't make it any better. It just makes it you're receiving what he's already given you. There's an inheritance for you. It belongs to you. And what's going to happen with your inheritance? That somebody's going to come by the name of thief. And he's looking to steal, kill, and destroy. But in order to steal it, he has to rob you. That's why it tells you to give the devil no place in your life. Not in your thought life, not in your mental, not in your memorization, not in your anything. You keep him out of there and with things that are anti-contract that he's already given you. So a symptom basically is a thief. I look at a symptom as a thief when it comes. Because it is. I look at worry as a thief, trying to steal my time. I look at fear as a thief. I look at depression. I ain't got time. Are there times to go into it? Oh, my God. As a leader, you can go into it every day if you'd like. <laughs> My Lord, you don't even have to focus on your own life. You can just focus on everybody else's life and get it. Oh, See, the temptation's always there. Well, look at this. Well, look at that. Well, look at this person. Look what that person's doing. Look at that. Look at this. Look at that. It just keeps coming and coming. But that's an enemy. You can see it as a thief. It's coming to steal, kill, and destroy. I mean, if somebody comes into your house at 2 o'clock in the morning and starts taking your TV... You're not going to say, well, I, I just lost my TV. No, you're going to get your gun out if they don't take it. Oh, just got deleted another three minutes this week right there. 
Jesus, there it goes. Another three minutes. All Facebook. <laughs> yeah, you're going to take it out and you're going to resist that. Praise God that comes in there and do it. That's what we do. We're not going to worry. We're not going to be in fear. We're not going to do all these things. All right, one more. Go to Psalm 103. Yay! Psalm 103, this is one of your weapons you can use quite a bit because it covers a lot of stuff, praise God. So it's, it's all things. Psalm 103, look at verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me blesses his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all or any of his benefits. Now, what's his benefits? There are inheritance. What's our inheritance? All things because we're joint heirs. Well, what does he do? He forgives all thine iniquities. Notice all. Big ones, little ones, medium ones, doesn't make any difference. He's forgiven them all. You shouldn't be in guilt and condemnation at any time. Number two, he heals some of your diseases. If you've been a good boy or a good girl, he heals your diseases. No, he heals all my diseases. He redeems thy life from destruction. He crowns me with love, kindness, and tender mercies. He satisfies my mouth with good things so that my youth, praise God, is renewed like the eagles. As you get older, that's a very important verse there. If you're in your 20s and 30s, you probably just zipped right over that. But as you get older, you get stuck right there, praise God. <laughs> so here you think, if you go through here, there's all kind of things that God put in there, all kind of benefits, and all these are part of your inheritance. These are not things that you're trying to get good enough to get or try to get. There are things that you receive because they belong to you. But you have to use your authority that you have to choose these things because you have the authority to do it. So choose to live in joy and resist self-pity. Resist discouragement. Choose to live healed. Resist symptoms. Resist bad feelings. Choose peace. Don't allow worry into your life. Stand against those things. Don't give them a foothold in. Because the first thing they want to do is take you from your inheritance out of your inheritance. So that you spend your life trying to get back into your inheritance. But nobody can take away your inheritance from the natural realm. As long as it's wrote down, it belongs to you. The person can't even change it. They're already dead. So if they hated you the last minute and died, you're still all right. They can't do a thing. Praise God. Can't change the will because it's already in there. So it's the same way with God. We've got an inheritance from God. Why should we be a happy people? Well, I think it's pretty obvious. Why should we be in joy? Well, why not? Why not be rejoicing with the Lord and be thankful? Why not? Because all these things have been provided for each and every one of us. Sometimes when you're going down the road, just thank God you're anointed. Thank God that you don't worry. Thank God that you never have a bad day. Praise God. Oh, you're just saying that to get it. No, I'm saying that because it already received it. Same way with confession. If you're going to confess the Word of God and confess the Word of God to get something, you're off base. Because then you can say, yes, Jesus healed me, but by me confessing to 2,000 times, I got my healing. You don't get any. You don't get any glory for this kind of stuff. It's already been provided, already been done for each and every one of us. So we can go forth in joy and peace. Hallelujah. And forget not all his benefits. Look at the person on your right say, don't forget, don't forget. your benefits. Forget. person on your left say, stop. Forgetting about your benefits. All right, jump up this morning. Praise God, praise God, praise God. We sing about how good he is, but sometimes we just don't understand how good he is. Praise God, what he's done for us. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the benefits you've given each and every one of us. We thank you for making us joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Jesus, oh Lord, I thank you for suffering and dying on the cross and giving us this inheritance. And now you're here to probate the will. You're even here when we get in an argument with the devil. You're right there as our advocate, best lawyer in the whole wide world. We thank you for the word that prevails every single time. We thank you for what you're doing in this church and what you've done in people's lives here. We thank you for cash. We thank you for those being healed. We thank you for those coming into the financial realm. We thank you that your word continues to go forth and continues to change the way we think. We want to be kingdom people, praise God. And we want to think like kingdom people, glory to God. And we want to think like being kings. And we thank you for renewing our mind through the word. Father, I pray this message seeds in the heart of everybody here. Continues to give them further revelation as they go on through this week. We give you praise and glory for all that you're doing in my life, their lives, and everybody's lives. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. We will see you Wednesday night at 730.